we love you, Jesus. God, we worship you. Father, we give you adoration and, and love, God, and we pour out our praise to you, Father, because it is truly the breath that's in us is only there because Christ gave it to us. Amen? And if it wasn't for his breath being in us, we wouldn't be breathing today. So thank God for the breath of life. Thank God for the breath of life. Thank God that you're here today. So wonderful to see all your smiling faces. You're such a big deal to us. We're so glad that you came today. And I really hope and pray that tonight, that uh, at 5 o'clock, you will come over there to the Compassion Church at 4815 Wrightsville Avenue. Please, I need your support. I need you to come over there at 5 o'clock so you can look at the building to see where we would be worshiping at. Um, and uh, then we're going to have a, a, a short worship time where we're going to sing like, you know, probably four or five songs. And then after that, we're going to have, I'm going to speak for about 15 minutes or so. And then we're going to just, we're going to ask God, what will he have us give? And we're going to ask for, 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 for you to, to invest in God's kingdom. We're trying to raise $150,000. And, uh, and I don't care if you don't have a dime tonight. I want you to come and support. And I want you to come and say, hey, I'm here in prayer. I don't have finances to bless. And if you don't have a dime, that's fine. But if you have $150,000, please come tonight. <laughs> and we would love for you to come and give 1000 or $5,000 and $10,000. Who, who knows what God can use? And I'm not expecting a miracle tonight. And we're going to be blessed. And we're just going to trust God. And God's will and be done tonight. And we're going to ask for him. But please come tonight. It's going to be a special night. We want you to be there. We want you to see the possible future of our church. And that's what we're, we're claiming God for, and we're going to see what happens. But right now, I want to talk to you. Last week, we talked about um, one, uh, one day, the one day that changed everything. Today, we're going to talk about one day at a time. And then next week, we're going to talk about be somebody's one day. Okay, so many times here at churches, we talk about us, 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 us. It's selfish, right? You know, but tomorrow, next week we're going to talk about how to be somebody else's one day. What can we do in one day that can help somebody else? Kind of like the Good Samaritan, how that, that, that Good Samaritan, that, that one day he did something, he was somebody else's one day that changed everything for them, not changed everything for us. Sometimes we're too inward. So we're so much about us, we don't think about other people, other people around us and what we can do. And you'll be surprised at the things you can, you can do. There was a, there was a uh, back to one day at a time here, there was a, a pastor in, in Chicago, and he was preaching, and he had a revival going on for like five nights, and he was preaching real hard, and, and at, at the end of that service, he felt led by God to give an altar call and for people to get saved, and he did not give that altar call. He said, I'm going to have two or three more services, and so I'm just going to kind of just wait and give one tomorrow night where there'll be more people here, what have you. The, the sad thing about this story is already is that that night was, you might have heard about it in, in, in history, the Chicago fire, the big Chicago fire. And that night, many people that were in that service died in that Chicago fire, and they never got a chance to receive Christ because he was disobedient. Now, it was that one day, we were, he, you know, he was like, well, tomorrow night, I'm going I'm to give this big altar call, and I have a, a lot of people here, and I'll have a big salvation thing. But, but that one day made the whole difference in people's lives because they weren't able to receive Christ. Um, you know, and, and unless... Unless I can look around and, and know pretty much everybody in the room, you're going you're to pretty much hear me most weeks give an altar call and ask, does anybody know Christ? And if, I, and if I'm looking out there and I, I might know you and I see something in your eyes that maybe, maybe you might be looking at me and I, I feel by the Spirit maybe that you're not you know, living the way you should, and then I'll say, you know what, God, maybe they want to rededicate their life today and I'll do that. But, but unless the Spirit draws me, you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely not going not gonna to do that. We've got to be sensitive to God and we've got to be worried about today. I'm worried about you today. Yeah, I'm excited about the service tonight. 
I'm really excited. I'm very nervous about it. But at the same time, I got to worry about today and what's happening right now. And so many times in our life, we're so worried about tomorrow and next week and next month and next year and all y'all OCD people next decade. You're worried about everything else. You know, you're not worried about today. And there's so much that's going on today that we can worry about. Matter of fact, there was probably the greatest, the greatest television program ever on, in the history of television was 24 with, with Jack Bauer. And it was all about one day. I got some, oh, I got some 24 fans. And, and now, and now uh, it's a day, and now he's on Designated Survivor and he moved it to, to Netflix. If you still want to watch Jack Bauer, he's not Jack Bauer, he's president, but he's, I call him Jack. But, but anyway, so we had 24 episodes. And each one of them episodes was jam-packed with excitement, right? And there was so much happening. You didn't want to miss an episode. You didn't want to miss an hour. Because so much happened in that hour. And we're, we're skipping across this whole day for tomorrow when there's so much that can happen in one hour. And if, if there's not a lot of stuff happening in the, in the hours of your day, it's probably because you're just not looking around. Because there's a lot of stuff that happens. Today's sermon should be very liberating and, and stress-busting for you. Because you can realize that you don't have to worry about tomorrow by the end of this message. You can know that, you know what, I can just take today. Psalms 6 and 34 says, Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring about its own worries. Okay? But today's trouble is enough for today. And so we're going to talk today about one day at a time. Joshua 24 and 15 it was on my mother-in-law's door whenever I, when, even when I was a young, young child and went over there and before I met, well, when I met Gina way back when we were children. But when, uh, when I dated her for a week and her mom made us break up. But anyway, but, but it was on her front door, and, it, and, it was, and, and now the, since her mom had moved in with us before she went to a nursing home, I, I put it on my door. So when she came home, she would feel at home, and plus I liked it. But Joshua 24, 15, it says, Choose you this day whom you will serve. And see, we got to do that every day. You have to make a choice to serve God. It isn't a one-time thing. Yeah, I'm going to serve God. But then there, whenever you make that choice to serve God, every day after that, there's all other little demigods that's, that's fighting for your allegiance. There's other things in your life that's trying to be your God. There's other things in your life that's coming up trying to take the place of God. Almighty, whether it's money, fame, popularity, you know, things, cars, jobs, corporate ladders. There's all kind of things that's vying for your, your attention to, for you to turn to make it your God. And if you're not careful and you're not choosing every day to serve God, you can find yourself some days of the week serving other things. And sometimes permanently serving other things. If you're not careful, you'll, so, you'll be so worried about, uh, about serving Christ tomorrow, you don't serve him today. You'll be so worried that tomorrow I've got to read my Bible tomorrow, I've got to pray, and, you, and, and then you don't do any of that today. So I want to share four quick thoughts with you. One, one of them, the first one is, you want to live one day at a time because we can't control tomorrow. 20, Proverbs 27 and 1 says, Do not boast or brag about tomorrow, since you do not know what the day will bring. We can talk about tomorrow. Oh, we're going to go to the beach tomorrow and get a suntan and do all that kind of stuff, and tomorrow it may be, it may be raining and thunderstorming, and you ain't going to get to do that. 
And you made so many plans today about tomorrow that you didn't live in today. No, one, no one's assured of tomorrow, and, and we've got to understand that, that God holds the times and seasons in his hands. And Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 9 says, We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, the steps of, uh, uh, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him, and he will guide or direct your path. There's another scripture that says, The steps of a good man or, or woman are ordered by the Lord. So we can make our plans. But God is the one who, who really has the final say. That's why we need to commit today in our future plans into God's hands. James chapter 4, uh, 13 through 17 talks about us and tells us that we need to be careful and not boast or be arrogant about making future plans. It's referring to a businessman that was making plans and his target expansion and, how, how it, and, and then he realized the uncertainty of tomorrow. And then there was a, in Luke chapter 12, 16 through 20, it talked about the rich fool. who he was, he was taking his savings and trying to expand for selfish reasons. And he really wasn't concerned about God. He was concerned about his own ability to, 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 to live fat and happy. And he, and he, he sat down and actually said, take life, I'm going to sit down and take life easy. I'm going to drink, eat, drink, and be merry. And he was with no concern of God. And then one of the biggest rebukes that God's ever done, he looked at the man and said, you fool, you didn't see tomorrow. He, was so, he, was, he thought, I made it, I've got it, it's all laid up the rest of my life, and I'm going to sit here and be happy. Now listen, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying we can't be concerned about the future, saving for the future, all this kind of stuff. But my point is, is that God has to be in it all. God has to be in our thought process. All the decisions we make, we have to make plans. And start with today, and then allow God to be there, and then know that any plans in the future, that we make them and say, God, if it be your will. James chapter 4.15 says, um, let's bring, it talks about bringing uh, God into our plans as we pray for tomorrow. Um, Acts chapter 18 verses 21 says, um, this is Paul when he was going to the people of Ephesus. He said, I will come back if God wills. I will come back if God wills. And he was saying, hey, that's my plan, but God can change my plans. So it's up to God. And so I'm not saying that we got to walk around every day and say, well, God willing to everything you say. I don't want to make it a hyper-spiritual thing. But in our mind, we get everything that we say and everything we get do, we got to know this is my plan as long as that's, what, as, long as that's God's plan. You know, I, I often uh, tell people that I tell God, this is what I want, God. This is how I want it. This is when I want it. This is what time I want it. And this is laid out everything I want. But if you have a better plan, God, I submit to that. What did Christ do on the cross? Christ was on the cross and, and said, God, hey, uh, I'm totally human right now. I am 100% God, but when he was here on earth, he didn't mess with the God side of himself. He was all man. Well, yeah, but he healed people. No, he didn't heal people with his God side. He healed people with his man side through God. Because if he would have healed himself as God, then we would have said, well, hey, when he was on the earth, he healed people, but he did it because he was God. We can't do that. So he was fully man. And God blessed the man, Jesus, and healed so we can say, God, you can use me like you use Jesus. Amen? And so, so because if, if, if he would have if just did his little, his little spiritual thing and did, we'd be like, we, we can't do that. We don't, we're not God. We don't have that ability. That's why he came as 100% man and 100% God, and he left God to decide and said, I'm going to walk this road as you would walk it. 
And so, but he got it at a cross, and he got, Jesus had a different plan. He was like, God, uh, I plan to get off this cross and go back to my right hand, right hand of the Father and be where I'm supposed to be at. Is, there, is that okay with you? you can, is there any other way? Can you take this cup for me? Is there any way you could do that for me? And God's, God's like, no, there's not. And so he's like, okay, that's my plan. My plan is to find another way because, he, because see, Christ on the cross, he knew the pain. He felt pain. He was not numb. He didn't have, he, because he was God, he didn't, have, he didn't have a painless cross experience. Everything he felt on that cross was just as if you were on that cross and they did it to you. The pain that you felt would feel, that's the pain he felt. But you and I couldn't take that. Because not only did he feel the pain of the crucifixion like a lot of the, the, uh, his disciples did, but on top of all that, he took the sin of the world on himself. And I feel like that's probably the part that he didn't really want. I'm a tough man. I'm a carpenter. Go ahead and nail me to this cross. I can, I can take it. But taking on the sins of the world, all the sins of the world on his back, that's the part that he probably said, I'm concerned. But God said, I got, you're okay. And so he, so he said, not my will, but your will be done. So we have to keep that in our mind when we make plans and when we have things, that it's always, God, your will be done. And if you decide to change my plans, God, it's okay. But we get offended when God changes our plans. We don't like it. We get upset when God changes our plans. We get like a little attitude. Why are you changing your plan? I, plan well, I, had it, I had it lined up, God, and I thought you were in it. But see, God has different plans sometimes, and I've decided, and I've decided in my life that I'm just going to walk, and what happens, happens, and whatever happens is God's plan. And if it wasn't his plan, he's going to make all things work to good for his glory, and it's going to be okay anyway. You know, and so I, I'm trying my best just to quit worrying about everything because I keep thinking, oh, oh, God, you know, I'm just worried about this and that and the other. And if I just would say, God, you know, because so many times in my life, so many times I can look back right now to situations that were pure hell for me, and now I understand now why I went through that. But at that time, I was like, God, this is not your plan. This can't be your plan. This is horrible. But the whole time, God's like, you still don't get it, do you? Now I get it. Now I realize when I go through hard times, I'm like, okay, you're just pruning me. You're making me stronger. You're making me better. You're preparing me. I'm going through boot camp. I don't know what it is, but I just submit to you. Your will be done. Okay? Praise God. Amen. Because, and the second thing is, number two, one day at a time because there's enough trouble for today. Um, Matthew 6 34 and read it again. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring about its own worries. Today, Today's trouble is enough for today. Today's trouble is enough for today. We can't control tomorrow, but, we, but things are happening today. And we can't control tomorrow, so we got to worry. There's two types of people that wake up in the morning. One wakes up and says, good morning, Lord. And the other person wakes up and says, good Lord, it's morning. <laughs> okay, i got to admit, I'm a good Lord, it's morning person. How about you, Nick? I mean, that's, uh, me and Nick's like, oh, good Lord, it's morning. You know? Um, I wish I could be like Benny Hinn, that book he wrote, Good Morning, Holy Spirit, and just be all ready to go, you know. But I'm like, good Lord, it's morning. So, but, but that's how we look at it. But we get, if we place it in God's hands, know that his provision, his providence, and his, and, and his protection is on our lives, we can make it through every day. God identifies himself. You know, we, we shouldn't worry about tomorrow because God identifies himself. When he was, when he, when he was asked, who, do you, who are you? What did he say? 
I am. Okay, I am is today. I was is yesterday. I will be tomorrow. But when he answered them, he said, I am. So that means today. And so he's trying to let you know, I'm a right now God. I'm not a yesterday God, and I'm not a tomorrow God. I'm right now. Now, yes, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he will be there tomorrow and, and next week and next year. He'll be there. But you're saying, well, he'll be a tomorrow God. Yes, he's a tomorrow God, but really he's not a tomorrow God. He's still a now God. Just he, now, when, tomorrow is, when you get to tomorrow, it's now now. Does that mean? <laughs> Confusing myself up here. But whenever you get there, it's now. So he's always a now God. He's already got that taken care of. He already knows it. He's got a plan. Just submit to it and just say, God, your will be done. What I am, I am whatever you need today. Many people are living in regret over the past or, or, they're, or they're so worried about the future. Well, God's got you some scriptures for that. Um, and Paul, Paul wrote in Philippians 3.13, but this one thing I know, forgetting the past, and I press on towards the mark of the prize of the high calling. So in the past, God's like, don't worry about that. Forget the past. And then with the future, Philippians 4, 6, Paul wrote. Wow, um, he says, don't be anxious about anything, but instead pray about everything. King James says, with prayer and petition, present your request to God. So he's saying, don't worry about anything. Just pray about it today. That pray is for today. Don't worry about anything in the future. Pray today. And don't forget about the past. It's over. You can't change it. There's nothing you can do with it. So to live today, Okay. And then let God run, reign. Psalm 68, 19 says, Praise the Lord, praise God our Savior. Each day he carries us in his arms. And one translation says, um, Who daily bears our burdens. Every day he takes care of us. Um, Psalms, um, Matthew 6 and 11, the Lord's Prayer, what does it say? Give us this day our daily bread. Okay? Again, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't make plans. I'm not saying go. I'm just saying in everything you do, you got to start with today and live today and trust God. Make plans that God, here's my plans for the future, but it's your will be done. But today, I'm going to live and do what I'm supposed to do today and and with you and with your help. In Matthew chapter 6, uh, he talks against worry. Let, let, let this scripture bless you. It says, this is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or drink, enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds or the sparrows. They don't plant or harvest or store food in in the barns. For our Heavenly Father feeds them. See, you don't see little birds have like a little little U-Haul trailer up in there in in their little thing, you know. know, They may have a worm to the side or something, but they ain't got a U-Haul up there like a little storage unit. A little refrigerator where to keep all the worms cold. You know, they're like, God, today you're going to provide for me. Tomorrow you're going to provide for me. And they, God does every single time. They don't plan or they don't harvest or store food in their barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them. And um, aren't you more valuable than they are? Can all, uh, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And that's the one I have to remember constantly. Is my worrying changing anything? And a matter of fact... Is my, my word not only not changing anything, my worry is keeping me from having faith to change anything. Now, that was a good word for me right there. So my worry is not only not stopping anything from happening, it's stopping my faith from believing God to change something. Amen. So, so it says, uh, cast 
or can all your worries change a single moment of your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They can't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not blessed as beautiful as they are. And if God so wonderfully cares about the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, then he certainly will care for you. Why do you have so little faith? See, those, that, that, when, he, when they throw in those little scriptures like that, and whenever Jesus looked at the disciples and says, ye a little faith, man, that just hurts my feelings. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm like, I know Jesus. I know I need more faith, you know. Well, you, why you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat and what will we drink and what will we wear. These things dominate your thoughts of the dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, or first, and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So we can't let our worries of tomorrow affect our relationship with God today. We have to trust God and say, God, you're going to provide today. I have needs. I'm totally trusting God in this situation. I'm like, God, you're going to provide. I don't know how you're going to provide. I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to step out on faith and believe for tonight. And if God's, God's will is for us not to get it all tonight, then next week it's going to come. Monday morning it's going to come. If it's not Monday, then Tuesday I'm looking for it. Because we just got to trust God. We know, we know that, that, that we have to get out of here. So God's got to have a plan, right? So God, I'm just waiting for you to work your plan. I'm just going to be a, a pawn in this plan, and you do, do as you need for me to do with you. Esau, in one day, lost his birthright to Jacob. Saul was miraculously changed to, um, to Paul all in one day. The Hebrew young queen, Esther, um, was the first lady of the mighty empire and ha actually had a national holiday out in her honor all in one day. A, a prisoner named Joseph, he was falsely accused for unjust and unjustly sentenced for attempted rape, and then he became the highest ruler in the Roman Empire in one day. Jesus was, was, was walking one day, praying, trying to say, hey, can anybody pray with me? Can, hey, y'all my boys, right? You my, you my squad, you my troop, you are, you're with me, you, you are my disciples. Okay, can, can, can y'all just pray with me for a couple minutes, for an hour, please? They kept falling asleep. He's like, hey, 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 dude, can you wake up? I'm going to die tomorrow. I'm going to get beaten up. Can you just pray a few minutes with me, please? Oh, yes, yes, yes. And they go right back to sleep again. So he went from trying to sleep to getting captured and beat and, and, and whipped and, and put on a cross and, and put in a grave all in 24 hours. Joshua 10, 14. It says, there's never been a day like this since or before, a day when the Lord answered such a prayer. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel that day. And you're like, well, Pastor Doug, there has to be more to that story. That don't make sense. Well, there is more to that story. Joshua was fighting, and he needed to fight, finish fighting the army and, 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 and um, defeating the army, the army. So what did he do? He did something crazy that hadn't happened since that day and never happened before. He said, God... Let the sun stand still and don't move anymore. And the sun stood still while he finished fighting that army. It's never happened before, never happened since. But that one day, read it. It's a really interesting story in Joshua chapter 10, verse 14. Matter of fact, uh, um, Stephen Furtick's got a book called Sun Stand Still. And it's a, really, it's a really awesome book. Number three, why do we have one day at a time? Because today will never 
come back. You can never reclaim today. There's a story that I read one time in a men's devotional, I believe. And it said, if I give you $86,400 every single day, and I put it in your bank every day, would you be happy? I'm like, heck yeah. Could you spend it? Oh, there's no question. No question I can spend it. They said, well, here's the only trick. I'm going to put $86,400 in, your, in your, your, your bank account every day. The only stipulation is, is that you have to spend it by the end of that day. I still could do that. I still could, I still could spend it every day of my life. So it's gone. If, but if you don't, it's not just that you've got to spend it. If you don't spend it all, you lose it. So it's you use it or lose it. Okay. That's fine. That's, that's okay. Would you not try your very best to spend every dime of that money, every penny of that money? <clears throat> well, it goes on to say that God gives us 86,400 seconds in every day. Are we trying to spend that? Because at the end of that day, we can't get it back anymore. At the end of the 86,400 seconds of the day, it's gone. You can't but go back and say, oh, well, I was going to. It's, it's over. Done, son. It's passed. You can't go back and get that. You can't go back and say, I'm sorry, uh, when you needed to. You have to do it later. You can't go back and say goodbye. You can't go back and, 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 and try to fix a, uh, what you said. You can't go back and do things. It's over. You have to go back and try to talk to someone and do things and try to do what you can from here forward to make it better. You can't go back and fix it in time. You can't, there's no time machine to go back. And you have 86,400 seconds. And we need to use every bit of them. I know I waste a lot of them, and I, I feel bad because, because I sleep, and I'm tired, and I sleep late, and, 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 and I'm, I'm, I, I sleep late, and I get up, and then I'm like, oh, God, it's already lunchtime. Well, I don't sleep that late. <laughs> but when I get up, it's time to eat, so I just say lunch. <clears throat> but I, I, get, I, still, I don't sleep late, so I'm like, ah. And then I'm like, before I know it, I get to going good, and I'm working hard, and I'm like, ah, it's time for supper. Time to eat again. It's good. Okay, but the thing is, is when I do get up early, I hate getting up early, but when I do, I get so much done. Yesterday, I got up, I got up early, and on Saturdays, I normally sleep in a little late, and then I, then I wake up, and I study for a while, and then I go in there and get breakfast and stuff. But yesterday, I got up, and, and, and uh, Shannon had her MS walk, and, and she raised like $1,200 or something like that. It was awesome. Great, great job. And we got to walk. Yes. And we walked around three miles or first thing in the morning, and I was like, dear God, I don't do this. You know, but, but it's such a blessing to be able to walk and support her. So, but the thing is, is I did that, so I walked and I felt good. I got a lot done, had some good conversations. I went home and I did this and did that. And I got so much done yesterday because I went ahead and got up, you know. And, 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 and the thing is, is, is so many times I, we waste time and day. You're like, well, I don't waste time. Well, we spend 45 minutes on Candy Crush checking messages and this and that and the other and trying to, you know, trying to do all these things and, and we, we make time for what we want to make time for. Because if somebody calls you, whatever you're doing, and say, hey, I need you right now, please, you're going to stop what you're doing, you're going to make time for it, right? Because why? Because you have time. We just say we haven't got time because most of the time we don't want to get worried or, or we don't want to get up, you know, don't want to be bothered. So we need to take time. And so we need, what, so what can we do with that in that 86,400 seconds? We can do things like, first off, spend time in God's presence. We need to pray Let's get practical for a minute. Let me help you. Okay, what do I do then? Well, let's, let's take time in God's place. Let's pray every day. Well, you know, it's always good to have that special time in that prayer closet. But when you're riding to work, pray. When you're in the bathroom, pray. 
When you're taking a shower, pray. You know, when you're, when you're in a red light, pray. You know, it ain't got to be long, long, drawn-out prayers. You know, God accepts all prayers. And it doesn't have to be all thou, Heavenly Father, that comes from the throne of grace and glory. <laughs> I sit at red lights. I'm like, oh, this is a beautiful day. Thank you, Jesus. That's, period. That's it. God, I'm concerned about tomorrow. Please, Lord, I just pray that you, that you just help, that, help me with that and help me have the faith and trust for that. Period. Just little prayers like that, little sentence prayers. You know, God, oh, God, I, I, somebody called me this morning and wanted me to pray for him. God, I just pray right now here, you know, right down the road that you would just help this person and do that right there. I turn on my radio to 90.5 or put on some worship, and, and I'm sitting there, and, and, I'm, and I just I worship in the, in the car riding down the road. Amen. Have a good time. I mean, you see other people that do it. They ain't listening to worship, but you see them do <laughs> you know. You know, just going off over there, just singing, ah, just singing all kind of stuff, you know. So get in there and worship God. Get in God's presence. What else can you do? You can spend quality time with your family. Find time every day that you can spend. It may not be quantity because of your schedule, but it can be quality. Spend quality time with people you love. And then here's a big one. Tell people you love them. If you love somebody, tell them. I love it. I love, it, makes me, it makes me feel good to be able to tell people that I care for them and that I love you. I'll probably tell every one of you in here, if I hadn't, I love you. Because I really, really do it all my heart. And it means a lot to me to be able to share that with you, to tell you I love you so much, because I do. And we need to share that with one another. And you need to especially share that with people that you care about. So you would be surprised how much that would, how would make people feel better. They say something about 80% of marriages, I think the statistic is, would be better if the husband just said, I love you once a week. It's because people won't love and they don't feel loved. We need to vocally express that. Try to make one person happy a day. Hebrews 3.13 says, encourage one another daily. Pray for somebody. Pray for a lost soul. You're riding, talking. You say, hey, God, so-and-so's not doing good. So-and-so just lost somebody. So-and-so just had a bad situation going on. God, just touch them today. Just bless them today, Father. Live each day as if it was your last. And then you add to the list. On top of those kind of things there, be productive. You know, my biggest problem when I was in, 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 in high school and in elementary school was I daydreamed all the time. I would just sit there and she'd be talking. I'm just like looking off and just staring. I had no thought process going on either. It wasn't, I wasn't thinking about nothing. I just was just captivated by nothing. So, but make your day productive. Do things that make a difference in your life and other people's lives. A gentle touch, a good cup of coffee. There's a, there's a, there's a scripture, I, don't, I mean, not a scripture, but it's a song by the Gaithers. It's called, We Had This Moment. It says, tender words, a gentle touch, and a good cup of coffee, and someone who loves me and wants me to stay. Hold me near while they're here. Don't wait for tomorrow and look back and wish for today. We have this moment to hold in our hands to, um, and to touch it as it slips through our fingers like sand. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow may never come. But we, but we um, have this moment. So we have this moment. So we got to look at each moment and don't lose that moment. Don't lose that second in our lives. Number, number, the last one, number four. One day at a time. Because God will meet tomorrow's needs. Why? One day at a time. Because God's got tomorrow in his hand. Okay? Um, Matthew six thirty three. But seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, and after these things, all these things will be given to you. See, God holds tomorrow, and He don't always show us what's going to happen tomorrow. 
But there's a song that I, I remember when I was a young man, a teenager, we used to sing in a choir, I think, or, or I think I sung it in a quartet or something. But it's called, I Know Who Holds Tomorrow. It said, I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't borrow from its sunshine, for its skies may turn to gray. I don't worry over the future, for I know what Jesus said. And today I'll walk beside him, for he knows what lies ahead. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow, and I know he holds my hand. Amen. 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 That's a good old, that's a good old hymn song there. And the thing is, is we, you know what? I don't know. We got, we got to get to the place where we're saying, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I'm concerned about it. I'm planning for it. But the outcome is up to God. And whatever the outcome is, it's in God's hands. And I'm going to trust him. And I'm going to be with, be with him. If, if Don can come, I'm going to be with him for him to help me and guide me through this process. And we have to do that. And, and I tell people sometimes, whenever I'm counseling with somebody and I have someone that's addicted to something, I'll tell them, okay, you're looking at it like it's a one-time, one-and-done shot thing. If you're trying to quit smoking, you're trying to quit smoking crack or whatever you're doing, okay, and, and, you're, you're, and you're, 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 if you say, hey, I quit for 30 days and then I failed, I'm a failure. You know why? Because your record is 0-1. You won nothing and you lost. So I tell people to break it down to days. And some people, I say, break it down to hours, legit hours. And I've even told some people that are really heavy on stuff, I say, for the next, you got to say, for the next 20 minutes, I'm not going to smoke. For the next, the next 15 minutes, I'm not going to drink for alcoholics and stuff. And so, so what happens is if you break it down to, to let's just say, a, a day, let's do it, start off that way. If you break it down to days and you just try to handle today, I'm not going to drink today as an alcoholic, whatever. I'm not going to drink today. And then you go 30 days, and you fail, and you drink. Okay, now your record is 30 and 1. That's a pretty good schedule, ain't it? But if you don't take it like that, and you look at it as a 1 and done, then you're 0 and 1, and now you've got a losing schedule. Record. Same thing with tw- today. If I'm just going to do today, I can break it down to 12 hours, 24 hours. I'm 23 and 1. Yeah, but Pastor Doug, you still fail. But look at the victories you had. Why did you have victories? Because you trusted God. Don't just look at it as a one-and-done thing. There's messes in our life. There was a highly successful country writer name of Mary John Wilkin, and she drifted away from her faith because of her success, because she quit worrying about today, and she started looking at the future of, of all the lights and shining and the fame that she could have. And one day she got in a very crisis situation, and she got desperate. She said, i got to find a church. i got to have some counseling. And she went to a counselor, and she talked to the counselor, and the counselor helped her and says, have you thought about maybe God's allowing this to be put in your life right now to bring you back where you're supposed to be? And then she started writing, went home and started writing another song and couldn't figure it all out. So she asked, excuse me, a, a writer named Chris Christopherson to help her. And she wrote this song, I'm only human. I'm just a woman. Help me believe in what I could be and all that I am. Show me the stairway I have to climb. Lord, for my sake, teach me to take one day at a time. 
And you know the chorus. One day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all that I'm asking from you. One day at a time. And that's all we can ask from God. Amen. So today I'm asking you just to take one day at a time from now on. Focus on what can I do today to, to trust God, to give it to Him, to impact my life, impact life of others. And the rest of it I'm going to leave to God. I'm going to make plans, but God's going to be in my plans. And if God changes that plans or screws something, well, He ain't going to screw it up. But if, if it messes up and I'm like, okay, God, hey, it's different than the way I, I saw it. We just going to have to trust God and say, God, hey, your will be done, not mine. And if you're trying, well, you're like, but how do I know what's his will? Okay, let me ask you this. Are you trying to live a good life? Are, are you doing the best you can? Are you reading when you can? Are you praying when you can? Are you, are you really trying to be a Christian? Or are you just saying, hey, I, I, re- I, 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 re- I never read, I never pray. I don't care. I just go to church on Sunday sometimes. You know, or are you saying, hey, I, I'm trying, God. I'm trying the best I can. Because you know what? That's all God cares about is that you're doing your best. But I fail all the time. He don't care how many times you fail. You can fail 10, 100,000 times. And God says, when you, get, when you get up, are you still facing the cross? And as long as you're facing the cross, you keep walking and you're okay. The concern is, is when you get up and you turn around, you're like, my back's turned to, to God. That's when there's an issue. So just take it every day, one day at a time. Keep falling like we all do because we're all human. We're only human, you know, and, and for all sin comes short of the glory of God. But when you stand up, stand up and say, God, I'm sorry, but I'm trying. I'm doing my best. And keep right on going. And God is totally okay with that. He's totally okay with you messing up. He's totally okay with you failing. He just wants you to get up and keep trying not to fail. And the more you try, the less you fail, and the better you'll be. And then one day, you'll be walking, and you'll be like, hey, I, man, I, I made it a whole day, and I, really, I don't really think I've done much anything wrong. Praise God. And then tomorrow's coming. Tomorrow's coming. And then you'll be like, ugh, I thought I had this. You ain't never going to have this thing. Anytime we, we get a little froggy and think we got it together, God will show us. You ain't got nothing without me. Would you bow your hand, close your eyes? Would you today say, Pastor Doug, I have a problem with that. I have a problem going day to day. I have a problem taking one day at a time. I'm worried about next week, next month, next year. I'm so worried about things, and it bothers me. And, 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 and when, when God changes things, man, it really messes my mind up. And sometimes I blame him because it didn't work out the way I thought. But I want to take it more one day at a time, and I want to enjoy today with God. I don't want to think about serving Him tomorrow and miss serving Him today and not make it to heaven. So if that's you today and you would say, hey, Pastor Doug, I'm not, I, I'm, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but I want to be saved. Does anybody here, Rob, let's start off with that one. Does anybody want to just receive Christ and turn their heart over to God and say, I want to be a Christian, I want to serve God. If I die today, I want to know that I can take it one day at a time and go to heaven.